Hello, all you loyal listeners of Rage Against the Mainstream. This is Bill. As I said in previous episodes, I hope everybody is being safe and cautious with the pandemic that's going on. Everyone should be washing their hands 20 seconds or more every time they touch any kind of surface, and hopefully we're all practicing social distancing. Today, I got to sit down with uh, local South Jersey band Zenora. Um, yeah, these guys are pretty interesting. They um, they kind of have like a 70s vibe, like Deep Purple meets Van Halen meets like, I don't, I, I really can't put my finger on it, but they're just an extremely cool band that's definitely refreshing for the times. So yeah, check out the interview and stay afterwards to check out their single, Center. Welcome to Rage Against the Mainstream for the first time. This is our new friends, Zenora. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man, we're good. So I guess let's just start this off because this is the first time we've actually had the full band actually on an interview like this. I usually get like the vocalist or vocalist and drummer or something like that. So now that all of you guys are here, I guess let's start with the first question. For those of you, for, you know, for those that may not know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do in the band? Well, I'm Dylan Graff. I'm the lead singer and guitar player in Zenora. Um, I just sing tunes. I rip on my guitar and I'll rip your face off too. Rock and roll. Yo, I'm Nick Shute. I'm lead guitar, backup vocals, and uh, songwriter. Hi, I'm John Kelly Keeper. I play drums and backup vocals in Zenora. Uh, I play a bunch of other instruments, too. I'm Dan Shute. I play bass. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, it was kind of it was kind of funny. I don't know how I stumbled onto you guys. It was like through Instagram or something. And um, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's it's refreshing to hear a band that has like the kind of sound that you guys do. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you guys are classified, but I kind of hear it as like an old, like an early priest and like deep purple and like mixed uh, with thanks, like, man. Van Halen and shit like that. Like yeah. I, I I roll, man. Nope. that's the vibe we were going for. You, you got it right on. You hit the nail right on. Yeah. We like to, we like to say it's like a modern take on old school rock and roll. So yeah, that's pretty much it. It's nice that like the music is like it like reminds you of it, and it's not like completely derivative, and you know sounds like Led Zeppelin. <clears throat> yeah, it's all original, man. <laughs> nice. All right, so um, I guess what you what got you guys into music? Listening to old bands, just like you said, you know, growing up and seeing Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley wail on stage with all the lights and the smoke is just like overwhelming as a child and growing up knowing nothing but that. And then meeting people who grew up just like that, too. And you start a band and you can do that together and make something powerful for other people to enjoy and take from that. And the cycle just goes on and on. So that's, that's something special, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, we all kind of met uh, as well through this program, uh, like a school of rock type program. And we all just kind of were in this mix of musicians and we met each other through that and stuff took off from there. Nice. Um, 
I guess getting into this a little bit more, um, you said you guys are mostly from the South Jersey area. So, um, mm-hmm. which school of rock, uh, one did you guys go to? Uh, it was called rock university. It was in Turnersville. Okay. And, uh, it was, uh, through old town music, the music store. There's a couple of them around. In South oh, Jersey. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think all of us, shout out to all a... of us from here, I've been in that store at least one time. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Highland. He was our instructor. He was probably like a huge influence, at least for me getting into music. He was such oh, a yeah. good teacher. Yeah, me too. He was my guitar teacher for a little bit. He's the man. Shout out to him. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, um, how long have you guys been a band for? I, on your Facebook, it says, uh, January of 2018. Uh, well, we started out, uh, we were, well, we've been jamming since we've been kids, but we came together as a group in about 2018 and we, we had a, we were under a different name. We were called pyramid, but Zenora has been a band for less than a year, probably in June. It'll be a year that Zenora has been official. It's actually really cool. Like how tight you guys are as a band for a band that has been doing it that long. I mean, obviously like the longer you're a band or whatever has absolutely nothing to do with how everyone meshes within the group. But for a band that's had such little time together, you guys are actually pretty fucking incredible. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. It's actually interesting that you say that because uh, the the guitarist and bass player are brothers. So they've been playing together all their life. Um, And me and Dylan have been playing in bands and through Rock University for most of our musical lives. So, I mean... Like, as pairs, we've both been, like, the chemistry is definitely there. Yeah, it's a musical equation that was meant to be, and we fit right in it. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny. Like, when I saw, like, the the promo pictures, and I saw John and Dan, I'm like, these guys look, like, really similar. I was like, how the hell does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's funny, man. Um, I guess... um, well, right now, you guys obviously aren't doing shows and can't do shows due to, you know, circumstances. So since you're not out doing shows, I've been seeing um, like the Facebook live videos and Instagram live videos. Is that something you guys are going to continue to do for a little while? Absolutely. Uh, it's just something we've started now due to this, and there's no reason why we shouldn't grow on it. It's the only thing we can do right now. So we're just trying to pick out like, the little things to make it better and better every time. Not going to lie. I tune in for them. Cool. Cool. Thank you very much. Not a problem. So how does the songwriting process work for you guys? Uh, well, usually me and Nick will come up with a guitar riff. Yeah. And it'll just grow from there we'll bring it to the band and we'll start jamming the riff and we'll jam it forever and then usually it builds into something else that'll come into the next part and then the next part comes and it's just it's just like a mag it's a magical equation that happens when we all plug in together and usually after we play it for a couple you know a couple days a couple weeks go by we'll really start to hone in and get the very small details that make that song rememberable and awesome for all of us and for everyone else and then after that we write the words based on how the music makes us feel nice mass magically delicious is what i call it (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a very organic process not like you know you hear like most bands that you know show up to the practice space or whatever and 
like you know like the egotistical frontman has the whole song written and brings a whole demo into the band with drums included and it's like listen this is how it's going to be because i wrote it yeah i mean i feel like it shouldn't come from a place other than completely organic because it's the most genuine musical representation of ourselves that we can give to the people you know like if it if it all happens like that it's one person's vision but this band is kind of everyone's shared vision which and that what you said it like grows organically with the songwriting and that's what i think makes us um unique and powerful in the scene well said john absolutely um I guess what do you got? Well, what do you guys enjoy doing more? Uh, being on the road or being in the studio? I mean, you know, playing shows or recording. Definitely the road. Yeah, shows are a lot of fun. Um, we get to go out, be ourselves, play on stage, make people dance, make people rock. You know, that interaction, yeah, you know, the feeling we get from the feeling other people get. You know, it's something special. You're traveling. Studio's fun. I think they both have their their um, highlights. I think from being in the studio, from like that kind of standpoint, you get to really hone in and find something that's going to be permanent for everyone's ears to listen to forever. And mm-hmm. you can make it as amazing as you want it to be, and it can be amazing after you do that. And but for a live setting, it's like in that moment, someone's gonna, can remember that night for the rest of their lives. So now they got two things that are stuck in their brain from Zenora. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, from being in bands before and everything, like um, being in the studio and stuff, it's just awesome because you're sitting there and you're right. You have these songs that you've written and depending on who you have working with you, they can give you better ideas than what you originally had to make the songs ultimately better. And, mm-hmm. you know, like just having like that extra time to like work in different things. You never, you know, like you guys are a two guitar band, like harmonies and, you know, y- you know what I'm talking about? Extra added yeah. parts, just add yep. to the layers that make a song better. It's just, uh, that, I, then again, being on being, you know, on a stage and playing in front of people, that's something to not everybody can understand unless they have done it before. Absolutely. And we're super thankful to have, um, two producers that are very like in tune with the band uh steven lafascia and john fay they've really helped us like sculpt our artistic vision um with this last record um we're super proud of it yeah as a man they're great (laughs) all right so i guess since we're on the topic of the record i guess let's um let's go a little bit more in depth with it like uh where did it come from? Like, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like from a personal standpoint or within the band, how did this record come about? Um, I think that when we first all got together, everything was new, you know, this was a new band. We're playing a new kind of music for all of us, you know, playing it at the same time. And those four songs really captured how we felt, you know, those four songs were the, the the meaning to us for you know what i mean and it was just the center of gravity for us and it just took us off and now we're going to growing to get bigger and better things from here on out so, so. nice so um i guess during the songwriting process and everything you guys kind of you know y'all kind of have like the same influences or whatever 
or you know different bands and inspire you um who are some of those influences that you guys have kiss metallica <laughs> black sabbath definitely van halen yeah definitely motley crew yeah. motley crew <laughs> yeah lots lots of hair lots of hair in our influence all um, the wall man yeah you guys are talking to probably one of the biggest Van Halen fans in the world. Oh, nice. <laughs> you too, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't know about that. Dylan and and Nick are like pretty heavy. <laughs> I saw. Into, into I saw. I saw Van Halen in 2012 at the Wells Fargo Center, and Cool and the Gang opened for him, and like it was just wild. Michael Anthony wasn't playing bass, but yeah. whatever. Just seeing Eddie Van Halen like. In real life, was just like, oh my god! <laughs> I I saw him in 2015 at uh, I guess at the time was that uh, uh Susquehanna or did they change it to BB&T? Regardless, yeah. I saw him in Camden when Kenny Wayne Shepherd opened for him, and it's not wow, a story that awesome. I tell often, but my wife bought the tickets and we were sitting down, and when the second they started and you hear that like that shit like i started crying i couldn't help myself <laughs> i was like this is fucking real like eddie van halen is like 50 yards from me yeah it was just yeah. it was awesome like that's a feeling that no one will ever understand no no you you got that right man you got that right like i i, I felt like a pussy i'm sitting there like oh my god eddie <laughs> <laughs> My wife's groveling like, what at the his fuck feet. Is the like, matter we are not you? worthy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, all right. Here's another question for the Van Halen fans: David Lee Roth or Hagar? David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth, but sometimes it depends. No, summer nights. I I, I like summer nights, dude. Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, fifty one fifty is on constant repeat at my house. Oh, it's a great album. It's a great album. That and OU812. Oh my know? god. Dude, honestly, I think up until balance, they didn't really put out a bad album with You know Hagar. what I mean? I it was great. That. I don't know why everybody didn't really I, I love it. I think it's great. I think Sammy Hagar is one of the best singers in the world. I totally look up to him and him and Eddie Van Halen standing next to each other is making music in the same band is iconic. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I just hope I just hope one day they're able to put it aside, whatever it is, and they can come back. Like I, I've said to the wife, I'm like, listen, if this tour happens, I will I'll fucking sell the car, I'll sell the guitars, I'll sell everything. I would pay unlimited amounts of money to go see them tour with Sammy Hagar again with Michael yeah. Anthony because I know it'll be good. I mean uh, it would be incredible. I mean, we're all Van Halen fans, but we can all come to the general consensus that David Lee Roth just isn't a good singer anymore. I can agree to that because I saw him open for Kiss in March. Oh, God. I've <laughs> seen right. those videos. And it, you know what? I'm not going to say it was bad because I was cracking up the entire time. It was awesome. It was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. He's but, more of like a I showman the tunes now. Too. I was singing the tunes, too. I was singing the tunes, too. I was having a blast. It's nice care. to hear those solo, the solo album songs, you know, like shit off Skyscraper yeah. and stuff I wish like he that. Played like, it's cool. More. I wish he played more solo stuff. I like those solo albums. He played a bunch of just Van Halen tunes, and it was like, all right, like, I want to <laughs> hear bottom line. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. His, his, um, the band that he has now is like incredible. Yeah, yeah they are good. 
Like it's just the thing. It's like the bands that he surrounds himself with are so good, and they kind of like make his bad parts like really shine. It's just That's like always oh, been his thing, Dave. man. That's funny. Um, funny stuff, <laughs> All right, so um, let's see. Since you guys, well, most of you have come from backgrounds playing different musics and. Um, uh john you were in a, a cover band at one point if you guys could cover any song what would it be oh uh duran duran hungry like the wolf yeah that's a good one it's it's a banger what's that what's that rick roll song never gonna give you up yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I, I don't know if i were to cover a song we're in the band it would totally be free bird only because Every time you like you're at a bar or whatever, and somebody's like, "Play Freebird," you want to be no that guy. Plays it. No one ever plays it. So if we played it, it'd be like, "No way!" <laughs> it would just be a funny thing, and it's a great song. Oh, oh absolutely! It's an epic. It's a it's a monument of a piece of music. Or even to be that guy, like when yeah, the right? when the dude is an asshole and goes "Freebird, Freebird," yeah. and then you actually play it, and it's just like, "Kiss my ass, bro." <laughs> you thought you were gonna fucking punk me? That ain't happening today. You fucked with right the wrong man. Right back at you, man. <laughs> punch in the face, man. Yeah. Um, I guess what what is one of the coolest shows you guys have well, had we so far? We opened the Kendrick at twenty three hundred Arena in December. Yep. Definitely that one. That's it. Was magical. that's cool. It really was. Every other gig we play, we usually walk in through the front door, usually up some steps, some tiny steps in Philly. You're like lugging a Marshall cabinet up the steps. and like, whoa. This place, man, we rolled in through the back. These big steps. Dude, it was a warehouse. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. You know, my, it was an arena. It felt like I was supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they do wrestling and stuff there. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was hardcore. We've all been there with the tiny staircases, you know, like yeah, the you know the balcony it, and you stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. I miss the truck, but I don't miss that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I guess getting into something else here, what is your guys' favorite uh, Philly venue, either to play or to go see Ooh. a show at? I like Dobbs, but it's closed now. Yeah, Dobbs used to be my favorite. I would have great. to say now would probably be World Cafe Live downstairs. Yeah, or the TLA on South Street. TLA. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my favorite venue. World World Cafe Live is definitely, definitely, uh, yeah, probably World Cafe Live and TLA yeah, is probably like, my two There's favorites. a little lounge called the Voltage Lounge um, where uh, Fifth Street, okay. I think, or right off somewhere around there. I think so. It's, it's right next to the old electric factory. I don't remember yeah. what that is in Philly, but Voltage Lounge is right next okay. to it. And it's really boomy. And yeah. Like We've always had a lot of fun. Balcony up in there. It's a lot, we always have a blast when we go in there. Actually, you know a couple other good ones. Uh, Union Transfer, yeah. Underground Arts. Those are pretty cool clubs. And then uh, the Fillmore that just yeah. opened up not that long ago. Mm -hmm. The Fillmore is really cool. Now, if you guys could play any of the any of those Philly venues, would which one would it well, be? Wells Fargo Center, <laughs> <laughs> Citizens yeah, Bank Park. That's what I would be. 
but uh, probably uh, we ha- we've never played the TLA before or the Well Cafe Live downstairs. We played the Queen, but that's in Delaware. It's not really the same place. But uh, yeah, TLA is cool. Well Cafe Live. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Hangar eighty four isn't still open yeah. down there in Violet. Yeah, I do. You remember Back that venue? Day, yeah. Um. Let's yeah. see. Do you have any uh, advice or tips for anyone that wants to start a band or get into, you know, playing shows or yes. whatever? Uh, make as many personable connections as you can, and don't take advice from everyone because not everybody's advice is real advice. They just want your money. Um, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> like uh, quote unquote PR places out there that'll hit you up and be like, oh, I can get you X amount of exposure for X amount of dollars. And you go into research them and no one knows who they are or they're not doing what they're saying they're doing or they're doing something that you can do by yourself. So just do your research and make your gut decision on what you want to do. And, you know, yeah, throw that stuff organically. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. I would just say stay hungry, stay humble, you know, find what you love and just follow it, you know. That's the thing. Stay hungry. I I would have something to add to that. Like, just you have to really, you you got to really love it. There's gonna be times where it's gonna get hard, but like that passion and that like drive to do that, do it, and get you there is gonna like bring you through all that, and it won't matter because you're doing what you love in the end of the day. So, as like Rick Astley said, Mm. and and you gotta have good music. Gotta have good music to promote. You know? It's music that you like. At least, you know? Because if you like something yeah. and you can show everybody that you love it and you're proud of what you've done, then there's no reason for people not to support you, you know? It's almost like how we, when we first started this podcast, I was like, you know, there has to be like other people that mm-hmm. think the same way. Like someone else has to think that Dave Grohl is a little overrated. <laughs> Like someone, like someone does have to, you know, be the one to say, you know, maybe the Beatles weren't the greatest band ever. Uh. I mean, you know, I know it's a touchy, it's a a touchy topic topic for a lot of people, but we're, we're the ones to go, you know what? Maybe the beach boys did have them. (laughs) You gotta give me up, bro. (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh, where haven't you toured yet? Anywhere, anywhere. To? The entire world. Anywhere. <laughs> Speaking of tours, we actually put together our first tour that is supposedly going to happen in June, but we're still waiting to see how all this craziness plays out. But we found a band in Boston, Massachusetts, and they rock, and they're called Ground Lift. And we put a little showcase together where we're going to go up to Boston and they're going to come down to New Jersey and we're going to do a little swappy, swappy, Tory, Tory action going on. So that's going to be rad. That's the first time I've ever put something together like that. Well, hey, it's like you were saying about making personal connections with people and networking. I mean, honestly, networking is probably one of the biggest things that any that anybody in any kind of industry can do. It's just one of those things. It's nice to find like like-minded exactly. people. You know what I mean? All right. So now that we're talking about touring, what is like your dream <laughs> tour lineup? And what I mean by this is if 
let's say you have yourself and four other bands, a dead or alive, which bands? Joyce Wolf, Greta Van Fleet, Dirty Honey, and um, Airborne would be. Nah, he said dead or alive, bud. All right. Well, I, I think I got I got two lineups. I got a current lineup and a, and, a, and there was a lineup from thirty years ago. There you go. And it was thirty years ago. Cactus, man. Oh Cactus, man. Black Sabbath, Van Halen, Motley Crue, and Guns N' Roses, and us. There you go. That would be that would be tight. That would that would be an insane tour. Yes, it would. All weekend. All weekend. And that's the thing too. If that kind of tour happened now, the tickets for that would be like a thousand dollars for like nope. lawn you know, at BB and T. They would make more money if it was five dollars a ticket. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the Foo Fighters had just come around like a couple years ago, and I I remember like looking at the tickets. I was like, man, it would be cool to see them. And then the lawn was like $130. I'm like, are you shitting me? That's ridiculous, man. I, like, I like the Foo Fighters it. and all, but not that much. <laughs> I feel you. That's why I didn't, I'm not, I didn't get tickets to go over see Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And you would think for a band whose values are like, you know, uh, uh, social socialism and whatever, like you would think they would want everything to be equal for everybody. And it's like, oh, yeah, $300 for lawn. Yeah. Ridiculous. Whatever. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, to kind of wrap this thing up here, um, this is your chance to plug yourself. Uh, where can people find you on social medias and what's next for Zenora? Zenoramusic.com. Zenoramusic.com. You can find all of our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube stuff there. Um, yeah, follow us, like, comment, subscribe. All that jazz. Favor. What's next for the band? Or what? I mean, obviously, right now we're all kind of confined to our houses and there's no shows. But what is in the works for you guys at this point in time? A new going back in the studio. Yeah, going back in the studio. We got about ten songs that are done we got a couple more that are in the works so we're just trying to you know pick and choose and make the ones we got to do better than we did the first time you know we got to show ourselves up so we're working on doing that we got another record in the works hopefully coming soon i'm probably gonna make a music video another one oh speaking of music videos if anybody listening doesn't like has never seen the music video we made for sinner go watch it on youtube like comment subscribe at zenora almost a thousand views Almost get us past it, people. <laughs> so yeah, our future plans are to give the people what they don't know they want, but we know they want. Exactly. <laughs> that was a great way to put it. Nice. Well, um, yeah, I mean, this was a pleasure talking to you know talking to you guys. I mean, like I pleasure said, pleasure being here, man. Thanks. It's real refreshing to hear a band that's actually like original, but yet is still kind of like uh. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word here, like nostalgic enough, you know, right. to seem like familiar. Like when I first heard the music, I was like, man, like this, like it feels like home. And then, you know, it's still original to where I've never heard it, anything like it before or not anything like it before, but anything like it now. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we really appreciate that, man. Yeah, that was all. Thank you. That made me feel really good. <laughs> Hey, that's what I'm here to do, man. I'm not like, you know, I'm not here to make people feel like assholes. 
All right. So yeah, man, like I, like I said before, thanks for coming on. I really appreciated this. And ladies and gentlemen, Dylan, John, Nick, and Dan from Zenora. Thank you very much. Thanks guys. Thanks, man. Us, we man. Really we appreciate, appreciate you. We love you and we love everybody listening. Zenora loves you. Woo. Have a good one guys. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I definitely had fun sitting down with the Zenora guys. Um, if you're wondering what I kept saying by refreshing to hear a band that's original, but yet nostalgic enough and familiar to have a feel like home, you're going to be able to hear exactly what I'm talking about right now. And to intro the song, the guys from Zenora had something to say before they left. This is Dylan, Nick, John, and Dan from Zenora. You're listening to Rage Against the Mainstream podcast, and this is Sinner. <laughs>